Hey, everybody. Hey. This is Zach. And this is Stuart. And this is a uh, book club episode um, where we are talking about the uh, 2011 Aaron Morgenstern uh, novel, The Night Circus. This was actually a selection that I chose. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, why? Uh, when? Where did you come across this book originally that that made you want to choose it? So, this was a book that I had seen while I was working at Barnes and Noble. So, it was um, a very popular release. Um, I believe when it first came out, there was a lot of hype around it, and I remember sort of reading the back of the book. And it was definitely in my, like, genre, in my wheelhouse. Um, It has a lot of aspects that I really enjoy. And when I read it, um, I guess, behind the scenes, I ended up, you know, reading it when I was working at Barnes & Noble when it first came out and everything. I really enjoyed the book. And I'm kind of interested to sort of see, like, what your takeaway is, Zach. Yeah, yeah, sort well, of, uh, yeah. Well, so so like you said, yeah, it it did have a lot of, um, I guess, accolades running up to the release. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was looking briefly on reviews and and you know, Goodreads and and reading about the book, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, it was do you have a. a account? Uh, no, I mean, I just go and search. Oh, um, I actually yeah, like I, I don't have one account. set up. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, um, I track a lot of the books that I've read. Um, I give star reviews, but I don't actually give like written reviews unless a book really like spoke to me or if the book was really a stinker. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, it, like you were saying though, this this was kind of a best selling book, or not kind of. It was a best selling book. Yeah. So it was a. Um, candidate for the 2011 uh guardian first book award mm-hmm. which is obviously the guardians yes. uh, awards for a, a first book um, also, um uh, sorry to interrupt you but um, no, yeah uh where do you think we filed this book in at, at barnes and noble like what what genre do you think or what um section um i would guess young adult no actually romance nope Hmm. okay Uh, fiction it was in fiction just general fiction just general fiction yeah you would think that maybe like romance or like you said young adult because i don't think it was like pushed as a young adult uh well so so the reason i guess that is that it one of the things that won was the alex award from ala's uh 2012 year mm-hmm. um and i was looking and that award specifically is given to 10 books uh that were written for adults that have special appeal to the the 12 to 18 audience. oh i did not know that so i i just assumed that maybe barnes and noble would have filed it you know under young adult or maybe romance um i can definitely see not sci-fi well Um, i mean you know it does have some sort of sci-fi-ish elements you'd be surprised what found its way into (laughs) sci-fi um there were some um interesting there was a series that kind of copied um um 
oh what was that series with the like bdsm um where oh uh, 50 shades yeah yeah so there yeah. was a a sci-fi series that kind of copied 50 shades of gray but it was more like a little bit like fantasy as well and um it was definitely That's yeah weird. <laughs> yeah and it found its way into the sci-fi section of Barnes and Noble, which I never really got. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting what you will find in a Barnes and Noble's sci-fi section. So <laughs> once all this craziness, you know, goes away, um, definitely go to your local Barnes and Noble and see see what they got stored in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah, like like you were saying. Um, earlier the the as far as sales go so this this also was uh seven weeks on the uh new york times bestseller list mm-hmm. um and actually got as high as number two so Ooh. like this was very well selling yeah um i'm sure i believe uh, at the very beginning it was very well received too yeah like so the the things that i was reading about it is there were a lot of critics that compared it to harry potter twilight Mm -hmm. uh neil gaiman generally yeah Um, i mean and then two of our other um things that we've read so far something wicked this way comes and then jonathan strange and mr norell yeah and it's kind of funny that i chose this book because it really (laughs) is akin to those things i mean with like two magicians kind of battling each other as well as like a uh, magical circus that like shows up randomly and people are kind of like not well i guess obligated to work there (laughs) yeah yeah like i the the comparison that i don't get in that that set is uh the harry potter and twilight like i don't i yeah i i I don't really really see see, but i can um, kind of see harry potter i mean it's got that like fantastical you know fantasy. i mean it's got magic in it but but like i i definitely see like it being you well, know something wicked or jonathan strange as written by neil gaiman like i could i definitely see that yeah like throughout this entire thing but you definitely have that like dichotomy between like the real world and the fantasy world and how it kind of like bleeds together how there's like some people who go to the circus and then they start like feeling strange things or like start, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. I, I guess I just what I more meant is that like if if you were comparing it to like Harry Potter or Twilight, I would think that what they're comparing is, you know, the the. The weird world that exists beneath the the reality that everyone else experiences whereas like this is more like a pocket specifically located around this circus yeah Um, it's not like a wider like fires and or like it has a connection to that fire which kind of reminds me of um dark souls where you become bound to like um bonfires and stuff like that yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that's that's the uh video game nerd in me yeah well and and um so so one of the things that that um i was reading about that this got a lot of praise for was vivid imagery and aesthetics yeah um I mean, and then not so much for the plot 
like no one really commented on any yeah. of the characters in, in anything like that mm-hmm. it was mainly like the the scenes that she set up yeah and like each tint is beautifully written um i do really oh, love yeah. the writing style i'm not so one of the things that i wasn't a super big fan of was kind of like the change in perspective like occasionally she would write like you and i i know what she was trying to do as like kind of giving you the perspective and everything like you're part of like visiting this circle yeah i mean like that but it, yeah and i, I guess know. we should say it's it's a non-linear narrative with multiple narrators yeah where there are time <laughs> um, jumps and everything um and and they aren't really well established at first like it it took me probably the first couple of times that it happened before i could actually place on a timeline where it was mm-hmm. just because it was it was just kind of vaguely um laid out if that makes sense yeah um it, it wasn't really given any sort of like concrete place in time yeah and you know that's one of my criticisms um to this book i don't think that this is by far a perfect book but I do feel like um, the book does make up for its weird linear progression and um, sort of the different perspectives with like, it does have a really compelling story. Like I really enjoyed, like this is definitely something that I enjoyed. Like, you know, I enjoyed this like sort of mystical world and I enjoyed like, sort of the characters and um yeah 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 the um the the level of writing in it is really um it's it's hit or miss for me Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like I, I was looking, apparently this was actually written over the course of three of the, how do you pronounce it? Is it NaNoWriMo or NaNoWriMo? Cause I've heard both. NaNoWriMo? Yeah. I think, but. Yeah. I Cause I mean, be... it's, it's right. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like this, this was very much a, a first novel from someone who was just like taking part in the NaNoWriMo, um, events that happen every November. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to do it, but me too i I just i don't i like i there's like i don't hit i'm not able to hit the the like minimum threshold that you're supposed to hit if you're taking part (laughs) yeah um i definitely tried doing that a couple of times in college and everything and um i mean the community is fantastic there's a lot of support out there if you want to like get into it um yeah i think the forums are great um i never had a problem where like somebody would you know, not give me like appropriate criticism. feedback. Yeah. 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 Where, um, and it was a very positive community. So I definitely think like if you're struggling trying to put together a story or something like that, that's a fantastic resource. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, no. So, so it's, it's really interesting for me at least to see that, even even a like kind of a, a humble quote unquote beginning as um this book had like you know it, it could still almost top the new york times bestseller list mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, Which is a, a feat in itself. Oh, yeah. 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 And I mean, you know, like I was looking in a, the. Uh, so obviously there's an audiobook of it, um, mm-hmm. but there's also film and TV rights having been optioned oh, like really before huh. it came out. Like before it was that. released. Yeah. Summit Entertainment. Um, they, if I remember right, I think that they're one of the companies that Lionsgate owns. Hmm. And they, so they put out a lot of the like weirder stuff. Um, they, they hired uh, Moira Buffini in 2012 to write the script. So I don't oh. know if this is in development hell or not. I, last year, um, uh, they they did name a director for it uh, and they changed it to a Lionsgate film hmm, like they they kind of dropped off the the television licensing yeah because um, you know like every depending on how what contract she signed <laughs> with yeah. them um, they have to re-up it um, if it's still in development and so it sounds like the TV portion was was dropped um I don't know. I feel like this would work better as TV rather than a than a movie. To yeah, be I, I really um, see it more as like a a TV show. Yeah, like I feel like it's movie. easier given given how the two storylines. Which I, I know people listening are probably like, when are they going to talk about the story? But well, um, I mean, you know, the the we'll, two we'll get to that. It's like spoiler. This is more of the spoiler free sort of zone. Yeah, yeah, and and the. Um, I don't know. I feel like TV is, is a better format for something that has different narrators and then two storylines and two different times moving. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just easier set up to accomplish that. Yeah. Like you could um, have an episode where they go back in time, you know, back into a different perspective or something along those lines. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, the, the, the other thing that was interesting to me about this is because I had never, like, I, I don't know if this is standard book marketing procedure. Maybe you would be able to speak to that a little bit more. But um, there was a promo video game released. Oh, I did for not this. really? I've yeah, never so, heard about this. So um, the, the studio is Fail Better Games. Um, huh. They put out a game called Fall in London um, that was kind of a, a browser-based point-and-click adventure. Um, and so they were hired to make a puzzle game that was used solely as advertising for the book. So it went live in September of, uh, 2011. Huh. Uh, and then now it's been moved to story nexus and it's, it's obviously the code has been changed so that they've taken out a lot of the like really aggressive promo material, yeah. um, and the social sharing things, because that was a big thing at the time where yeah. it was just like, here's a million links to all of the different social media instead of just one link tree. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, so it's been modified from the original release, but yeah like it was just a 12 person team that was contracted to to set up like a simple puzzle game and you can actually still play it at story nexus it sounds kind of like like mist in a way uh yeah so it's it's um it's less like like i haven't played it but just based on on it being a point and click um it's probably less like Mm. mist and more like um 
like the um, like haunted house or mystery house like the types of games that were on pc in like the 80s yeah yeah like space quest or um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. king's quest things along right lines. exactly yeah grim fandango things like that yeah mm-hmm. or if you want to get to raunchy things like uh leisure suit larry <laughs> you remember that one i do remember that one you know there was an xbox port of that uh yes i think we actually played it together at a a mutual friend's house oh yeah 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 Yeah, we did because he did pick that up yeah yeah i think was so bad um but it wasn't really like a a point and click it was more of like you doing different quick time events from what i can remember yeah yeah the the original one is the the one that's a point and click point and click, yeah <laughs> um but yeah with with all of that being said the um the the two um storylines basically in this so so like the second plot line is kind of interspersed between the first plot lines chapters mm-hmm. um so they, they they make an effect on where in the chronology um, everything is kind of looped around because it's kind of a kind of a circle like the first storyline wraps up where the, the second one begins yeah um in the first one in like the the a plot there's uh two magicians there's prospera the enchanter and H. the way it's written is mr a h and yeah. then a hyphen <laughs> um yeah are strange yeah yeah like it's it's written like the 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 way that you would write someone who's who's supposed to be a reference to a real person like in a victorian novel yeah um Uh, but hmm. to not get sued for (laughs) libel or or copyright or however they would have handled it you would put the first initial second initial and then like hyphen and people would know who that was i have no idea who that is but Uh, neither do i um so it's those two and i presumably prospero the enchanter is actually prospero yeah <laughs> um, or prospero I, I however you want to pronounce it um uh and not that's not just his stage name but that's the that is a stage name that he has taken or yeah. made for himself um but they're they're grooming um kind of proteges in the the world of magic mm-hmm. and they want to make them have a magical duel at some point so yeah um, but it's, they, um, and the two um, people that they're grooming, Prospero has his daughter, and then um, H has a like an orphan, I believe. Like, yeah, um, Marco. Urgent. Yeah, yeah. He picks up a, a and and they're kind of it's a um, it's kind of a comparison of like what the the way they're making them duel is they want to see I guess which way is more effective to teach mm-hmm. your protege so prospero uses practice to raise celia and like it's pretty brutal like there are scenes in the in the book where he like just breaks her hands yeah um, and has her fix figure out how to fix them um and then marco is is the study portion so like he's just ah just gives him access to you know whatever information Mm -hmm. he needs and and he just study 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 studies like that's all his character does yeah Um, and it it does remind me a lot of again you know going back to a previous book that we read um uh dr um 
uh, Jonathan Strange. Yeah. Dr. Norwell. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of like that, like the study versus practice um, Mm -hmm. idea, like that's in in Jonathan Strange. Um, Now, usually this duel is to the death, as they find out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it also means that the protégés are kind of bound to each other, Mm -hmm. which they eventually come together and if memory serves um like actually like have children together yeah they're like they're 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 bound in that way as well um and then the story that's kind of interspersed between this is kind of the story of a child that runs away from from his family to join the circus Mm -hmm. um and that that all happens after the a plot has has played out and is over um you know the 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 a plot kind of it, it follows this this uh set of proteges as they're in the circus um okay. and they kind of you know go around europe and you know stage these wondrous events yeah they create um, like they, tents and stuff because the whole duel isn't like an actual like harry potter sort of magic duel it's more of a like what kind of spectacle can you create to like entertain people um and yeah that's kind of how they choose to interpret it mm-hmm. <laughs> um which yeah there are there are some tents that you know because they're magic you know people comment oh yeah they're bigger on the inside yeah then on the out and it's like no they they really are they're like oh it's an it's an optical Optical illusion illusion yeah no no um, that's (laughs) i believe prospero's is um i forget her name cecilia no not cecilia cecilia yeah Mm -hmm. she uses more of again like illusion type uh magic and everything and then um the other one the orphan uses like more glyphs i believe sort of yes like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I, I think that's like cool that they have these like different um different magic systems and stuff like that um again it's not like hard magic a lot of this is like hand wavy magic that like it happens yeah like it's not it's not given an exact like this is how they're doing this particular spell or like even describing what they're doing it's just kind of generally sketching out the results of what they've done Mm -hmm. and um you know i think it really does work well for um this story and i really do think again it's the vivid writing of these actual tents that really kind of like sells the wonder and magic in this book just because you know i think without those like really good descriptions this book wouldn't be as well received or in my opinion be as good i think it really uh does carry heavily on just like making it wonderful or wondrous as you're reading yeah yeah exactly um it's well and and it's funny i reading through it 
I didn't feel like it was like there were some descriptions, I guess, that that kind of fell flat for me. Hmm. And I feel like some of it is because I'm I'm not in the Victorian era. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So like the things that she's describing would be really cool, except she she's kind of describing how how it works on, you know, just kind of the Victorian level rube that comes in. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing this with like CG, like on yeah. a show, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if they can nail sort of that wonder in a yeah. show, I think it would be, you know, very well received. Um, But it would definitely fall flat. Like the TV show fall flat on its face. If it ended up, you know, um, no. just being a hundred percent practical yeah 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 <laughs> yeah i mean it's um it's it's definitely one that i think has has uh you know film or tv potential like well like i said earlier i, I don't think film would work like they would have to cut out significant chunks of this book yeah because um, the story is also pretty good too like you meet a lot yeah. of interesting characters like there's these twins that weren't magical i believe but became magical by working through the circus and everything yeah and the circus also has has these things where it like will extend the lifespan of people yeah or it'll you know give you like extra ability like make you super strong or something along those lines right which you know explains strong men not looking as strong as they are yeah exactly (laughs) um and it also I think it's really cool that they had the previous contestants or, you know, the previous people who went through this trial there as well, kind of in ghost form. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because it was a, uh, you know, a vivid part of the, uh, the story and everything. And um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's uh, yeah. And, and there's there's a lot like she spends a lot of time um, kind of kind of just generally sketching out the the different characters that are operating in the mm-hmm. uh, the, the circus, which, yeah. you know, I, I I did like those bits where it was kind of the, the world building aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. And that's you know, that I think that's what I was trying to get at was like, yeah, definitely the world building aspect is there. Um, I really enjoyed that. I felt like, you know, I knew what the world was. I knew, you know, exactly what kind of um, world she was building and everything. So, so yeah, I, I, I mean, I enjoyed this book. I'm so did you like enjoy it um the book's only about like 500 pages so not yeah it's not the monster that jonathan strange is yeah i mean it's <laughs> yeah it's it's probably longer than the, the average novel that someone would just like casually pick up, pick up. yeah yeah um but uh but yeah no they so the the thing that that i do like about it is you know like i've said before the the world building aspects Mm -hmm. of it um she she does the thing that i uh really like when when authors just kind of sketch out things and let you fill it in for yourself 
mm-hmm. right? Like I, yeah. I can definitely see how this this book lent itself to having a uh, game built around it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I could here. definitely see an actual video game, like like a what is it, like a like a Sinking City or or one of the the Sherlock Holmes games. Yeah, yeah, built or around sort of it. like a mist kind of game where you again you're walking trying to figure exactly. out exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so like the um, but because like we've said, the uh, the <clears throat> at least with the a plot, um, you know, I I think it's Cecilia that first figures out that the the game, quote unquote, or the duel, um, usually ends with one of one of the people dying. Yeah. Um, but one of the interesting things in this is along the way, the circus obviously picks up staff or not staff but but attractions really mm-hmm. um and they pick up a contortionist named i think sukiko uh i think so yeah yeah so so sukiko um is not like doesn't do magic but she's just like preternaturally good at contorting mm-hmm. um and they she finds out that Sukiko is actually a former winner of a previous contest. Yeah. Um, and her opponent committed suicide. Yeah, and uh, because <clears throat> they didn't want to be bound anymore. I that that was the um it wasn't a ghost, it was her. Yeah, that I yeah. was actually talking about. Um Yeah, and then they, you know, decided that um I believe it was cecilia who was going to win like they were going to kind of formulate a a plan to kill the other guy yeah yeah so so what happens is um or what i have written down here rather is that that uh so sukiko um feels like the 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 duel that's happening between prospero and ah um specifically is putting the circus members at risk of death right Mm -hmm. um so she personally is planning to kill marco to kill or to 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 not kill to to stop the contest um and it's because and I, i i don't know why i didn't have this written down earlier but um the celia and marco even though they're bound they're not like together for large chunks of the book. So like uh, Celia is traveling with the circus and Marco is always just back in London. Yeah. Because um, I think Marco's sort of like managing a lot of aspects of the circus. Yeah. He's kind of like, like a, like a tour manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, he, he pretty much stays in London, but because Celia actually travels with the circus, um, I feel like Sukiko, I don't have here if it's explicitly stated or not, but um, she's she targets Marco because he never really travels with the circus. And so she feels like he's probably less necessary to keep it going. Um, So Celia finds out, saves Marco, but they're both. Celia and Marco are both um, ripped from reality. And so then they become the ghosts that then, are bound yeah. to the circus. Yeah. yeah, that's where I got the whole ghost aspect from. Yeah, yeah, and so like you were saying with the bonfires, that 
like with him being trapped in that that kind of astral state mm -hmm. um the 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 bonfire goes out and then all of the magic in the circus starts to to break down yeah go haywire um so celia and marco uh rebind people together in the circus and it, it restarts that fire and brings back the spirit to the circus mm -hmm. um and so then celia to the circus now ex I yeah they know. so they they have to travel around with it incorporeally <laughs> mm. and they they can't compete anymore to kind of keep the magic going but they they just kind of haunt the circus yeah. forever yeah um because and so it's, it's <laughs> yeah like it's a stalemate there's no winner this year because they both lost yeah. quote unquote um and then uh uh the twins are um, the ones that are next in line where they have to compete with each other. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and the book kind of ends on this, this reveal where it's like, okay, the, I have here poppet widget and Bailey, who we haven't talked about and mm -hmm. we're probably not going to talk about at this point. Like, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, poppet and widget are the, the twins. Yeah. Um, and all of them still exist in the mo modern day. So they've been preserved for at least a century. Yeah. Just by working <laughs> in the circus. Um, which is really interesting because, <laughs> yeah, like I I don't really envision circuses as having quite the draw anymore. Like I, <laughs> the last time I was at a circus, I think, unless, unless you count like Cirque du Soleil, um, yeah. was, I was probably like eight Mm -hmm. maybe like so like ringling brothers barnum and bailey came to greenville south carolina no and huh. so my parents took me and my brother and we got really spooked at the i actually i was probably younger than this um but one of us got really spooked with the elephant show and the the fire stuff so i, I remember leaving early yeah because <laughs> um, ringling brothers and barnum and bailey now are more more kid friendly yeah they're more kid friendly but they're also more like it's less like this type of circus that's described in this book like mm -hmm. ringling brothers is usually like they set up a tent and they have um like a series of shows that kind of file in and file out yeah um whereas this is describing the circus from like something wicked like the the old style circus where there are multiple tents multiple train cars and there are things along a like a fairground mm -hmm. that you you go to so it's like an enclosed area kind of like a state fair almost yeah yeah that's um, definitely just what i got travels this. yeah yeah um there are a lot of interesting descriptions of some of the magical like equipment like the the clock that they buy oh yeah uh, that's really from cool. the or, or contract from the guy um in germany mm -hmm. and like they pay him this exorbitant fee but i think if i remember right doesn't he give them the fee back in exchange for being able to go to the circus whenever he wants yeah 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 <laughs> which yeah I which he's just a, like a pretty good deal yeah, especially if you're just like, I've never seen anything this amazing before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Sorry, I had to get a sip of coffee. Um, I thought so, maybe I'd lost you. No, 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 no. Yeah, because we're we're still socially distanced and doing this remotely. Yeah, fun. <laughs> um, yeah, fun times during a pandemic. Um, yeah. So the the last thing I had um, on it was was the grade. Did you have anything else that you wanted to kind of go through? No, that's um, pretty much everything that I wanted to, to talk about. Gotcha. So, so for the grade for this, um, I gave it a C. Um, oh, I feel really? like, it, huh. yeah, like it's not one that I will go back and reread, but it's not like terrible either. Huh. Um, it's it, like it's 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 one that I feel like I would find more um more consumable like as a visual medium Mm -hmm. because like i said like she does have good descriptions of certain things but she for me at least doesn't doesn't describe in enough detail like she she's telling me why things are magical without really describing them Mm mm-hmm if that makes sense yeah so like it's it's um it's funny like the 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 way that certain sections of the book are constructed like i can see that she's going for um like that victorian style like like in jonathan strange yeah um but not quite hitting it like i feel like jonathan like if you're looking at these like this and jonathan strange side by side and going through the language of the book i feel like jonathan strange is much more in line with that victorian style i do but, but i feel that like this is a little bit more accessible well, yeah i was jonathan. about to say this is this is definitely more accessible than mm-hmm. the other um and it's definitely a, a much more fast-paced like there's more stuff happening in this book <laughs> yeah yeah um, I, I i don't feel like there's hardly ever like any parts that kind of drag i do feel like it it moves you along through the story yeah and and um yeah like it's it's not um but yeah it's it's probably not one that i'll reread if i'm Mm -hmm. being honest um but it's not the worst either which is for me like c is just average so um yeah like it's it's one that i would definitely recommend reading once um it's would you say it's probably too long for like a like a summertime beach read like it's probably a little bit more involved Uh, than that yeah i mean again it kind of goes fast and yeah you know (laughs) 500 pages isn't too many but like that's from somebody who like reads a lot but um yeah exactly <laughs> I, I think for yeah um maybe it wouldn't be a, like a summer read or maybe it would be more like a fall read or something along those lines yeah something something that gets you in the the mood for for spooky season like like something wicked honestly definitely um, yeah. which i honestly like right now is the perfect time to be reading that it's it's the very end of summer you can kind of in the morning and then the evening feel fall coming in yeah i mean <laughs> this morning it was actually really cool so i'm, yeah. I'm happy that you know 
the weather has been changing and everything. But, yeah, um, I can't wait for that. For my grade, I actually gives it uh, give it a B plus. I really B plus. Yeah, I really enjoyed this book. Um, there's only a, a few things that I had, you know, some gripes about. Again, it's you know the different perspectives uh, shifting. Um, it, it might like take people out of the story, and then the time jumps just in case, like you know, you weren't fully aware that those time jumps were happening but all in all i think it's a really good read i think that it's definitely something that um people can like sink their teeth into again with the world building and everything along those lines i think the character uh development is really good i i think that um she does take the time to like you know flesh out her characters i really like cecilia i think that you know she's a strong female character yeah um, i i definitely feel like marco is probably not as well yeah i do good. think that um you know he's definitely weaker to cecilia but she's you know the the main character i guess yeah um but but yeah i again i fully enjoy this book and I I would recommend it to people. I, I would think if this is kind of like your um, your jam, where you enjoy sort of fantasy with a little bit of like, not like too much romance, but a little bit of romance thrown in there. This um this would uh tickle your fancy. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'll second that the um the yeah like i i definitely recommend reading it at least once um mm -hmm. if it's your type of jam then you know i i don't know what else i would recommend that's like this other than like i said earlier something wicked jonathan strange depending yeah. on depending you know, on your preferences like what you like about this book um definitely neil gaiman is probably yes. the easiest thing to recommend yes i think it's very book. akin to neil gaiman but i i would actually recommend this book over um jonathan strange yeah oh yeah and that's what i what i meant by depending on what you like about this book moving on to either one of those things like if you mm. like the circus like accessibility stuff then or more accessible stuff um something strange um or something wicked and then if you like the more like victorian descriptions of everyday life things like that um jonathan strange mm -hmm. um, it just depends on what you're what, what you get out of this book and what you you like yeah exactly but yeah it's it's funny that like that we have covered both of those other books because when I read that review, I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe one day we'll, we'll branch out from our circus fantasy. Genres. <laughs> maybe well, switch it up. we're actually doing that for the next two books. Ooh. Um, yeah, so so the the next two books, and that the reason they're two is um, they're they're part of the same series, like they're same the same characters in them. Mm -hmm. um, is uh, Chuck Wendig's twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen works, respectively, um, zeros and then invasive. Yeah, 
Um, and we may like, because the, like they will, they are, I'm going to say before the, the, um, the actual reading of them, they are definitely more like summer beach reads. So mm-hmm. we may be able to cover both of them in one episode. Okay. <laughs> we'll definitely have to. Because they're both shorter. They're, they're both like 200 and 200, 225, 250, something like that. Yeah. Um, like they're in that range. They're they're much shorter than these. They're meant to be very quickly read. Um but uh but yeah, those are the next two things we'll be covering since they're they're in a series. And um yeah, we'll probably cover those in another another month or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah, um if you uh want to get in contact with us, uh the email is backraysupershow at gmail.com. Um the Facebook is Back Row Super Show, and obviously you can find this at uh, Apple, Google. Uh, still don't know if we're on Spotify or not. Um, they they just don't respond to emails, so you know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's much bigger things that they have to deal with. I'm I'm sure, but what you know? <laughs> I mean. You know, we're not, we're not like, we're not getting a hundred thousand downloads per episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, like those other shows that, that are actually on Spotify. But, um, yeah, no, the, uh, the, there are multiple ways to get in contact with us. Um, Twitter is in the back row. Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't have an Instagram. No. But uh yeah. What kind of pictures we'll, uh, would we put on Instagram? Um I mean pictures? I guess we could <laughs> <laughs> That would be hilarious. Um we could I don't know. I mean maybe it could be a repository for photos at cons if those become a thing again. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> with with everything going on. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, if you guys want to go to cons again, um, wear your masks yeah, and wash your hands. Stay protected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, with that, we will be back uh, in a couple weeks with uh, the seventies Japanese horror movie Haosu. Haosu. Yes. So until next time, again. Wear your mask. Yeah, Wash your stay hands. Stay safe. Stay and, safe. And just know that you know this. This will end as yeah. as everything. <laughs> One way or another. <laughs> I didn't mean that to sound so like threatening. Yeah. <laughs> this everything ends. Oh boy! All right, uh, but yeah, uh, we love you. Bye, bye, folks.